Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Art the Dietitian and your fellow registered foodie. So today, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about some reading I've been doing. Um, over at my work, I guess someone got ordered too many subscriptions, and so my boss came upstairs to the dietitian's office and handed out each of us a um, our own issue of Today's Dietitian, pretty popular magazine uh, amongst RDs, I believe. Um, I personally do not have my own subscription to it, but I do go on the website every now and then to find out some info. And um, since I got this um, issue for free, I took a peek through it and um, and read through it and found some very interesting articles. This was actually a very good issue that I really enjoyed. Um, something that they talked about in the very beginning of the magazine um, were popular. Uh, it was titled Popular Fad Diets for 2016. So they asked an RD about certain fad diets, and I wanted to read a couple of these little blurbs. They're about two, three paragraphs long on about four diets, four fad diets, three fad diets. Anyways, um, so I just wanted to read a little bit to you and go over my thoughts on them. So anyways, the first one is called the military diet. It says here, um, allowable foods include apples, bananas, meat, peanut butter, eggs, green beans, and vanilla ice cream, along with water, coffee, and stevia, the only allowable sweetener. On the four days of any, on the four off days, any foods are allowed as long as the total calories are 1,500 or less. The dieter can continue this three-day on and four days off pattern if they choose. Okay, so sounds pretty complicated, right? I mean, these fad diets, I, I, they're not sustainable. We're trying to make lifestyle changes to make our lives better all the way, you know, lifestyle change. So this fad diet, just like it says in the name, fad, they, co they, fat, they come and go. Um, you know, this one just seems something that we are more scheduling into our hectic lives. So this four day on or four day off, however it is, you know, and then they're restricting your diet to certain things. And so it just is not something that someone can do over the long haul. Not a lifestyle change. Definitely a fad. Um, the next one is the HMR diet. Uh, let's see here. So more than 30 years ago, behavioral psychologist Lawrence Stifler developed the Health Management Resources Program, HMR. The diet claims that three times as much weight is lost and kept off using low-calorie shakes and nutrition bars. The diet allows for fruits and vegetables to help keep the dieter satiated. It emphasizes. It also emphasizes exercises, healthful lifestyle strategies, and personal accountability. In phase one, the quick start phase, and the goal is to lose weight as quickly as possible, around one to two pounds per week. The dieter consumes a minimum of three shakes per day, two HMR entrees, Mm -hmm. and five one-cup servings of fruits and vegetables. Phase two begins once weight loss goals are met and is less structured diet. So once again, having these one phase one, phase two, keeping things on, keeping things off, I, I don't know, it just seems once again a fad, something that somebody's not going to be able to do as not make it a lifestyle part of their life. So um, something you got to think about one thing though, that one thing to this diet really, um, that I learned, um, during my weight management training is that, um, weight loss quickly within the first six months and then just keeping at it is, is, um, show people showed more success in keeping off that weight. 
in weight management once they lost that weight really quickly in the first six months and then continued following a, a program, talking to the, their dietitian or however it was tended to. So, I mean, that has it going for it. But other than that, mm, kind of sounds like a fad for sure. Um, and then the green smoothie cleanses. All right, so I see, you know, social media and all that stuff. You see a bunch of detox this and cleanse that. So, I mean... One thing you have to think about is with these things, especially the smoothies, you're going to be falling into dangerously low calorie intake. And so when that happens, you're also probably not getting all the um, essential nutrients that you need to be getting. So that's one thing you definitely have to think about with these detoxes. I mean, mm, I, I don't know. It just sounds very gimmicky, right? You, you get think about it. If it sounds too good to be true, kind of deal. Um it just sounds very gimmicky already. Detox, cleanses. So, yeah, fad, fad diets. Um, they're here to stay for sure, though. Um, anyways, uh, going on to another article I read here, health at every size. So I'm not too sure. This is the first time I've heard of it um, being, you know, something specifically that somebody talks about um, where... Uh, I think I don't know if they shorten it up to call it haze or but I'm I, I might call it haze from every every now and then during this podcast but it's H A E S health at every size so um, one thing that this program or or type of lifestyle promotes is that you can live a healthy lifestyle without losing weight without all this stuff at any size um, yeah it's true there are people that who are overweight. Um, who have normal lipid panels, you know, normal cholesterol, normal blood, um, blood labs, you know? So, I mean, it, it, it is possible, but you have to think about it when you're promoting something. It's just like that whole, um, movement with the whole plus size models where, you know, um, where they felt comfortable at their weight and everything like that. I mean, that's great. Once again, it's great that you're trying to live healthy as possible at, uh, you know, and being happy with yourself, but at the same time, you have to think about your your health. And so this is, I think it's cool that they are promoting health at every size because you can still live healthy lifestyles, you know, being um, overweight and things like that. You can, you can be pretty active. You can be eating healthily, but you have to think about it. If you're not, if you're doing, if you're eating healthy and you're eating more fruits and vegetables, you're getting more exercise, the weight's going to follow. It's going to fall off. Um, you're probably going to lose weight. So there is something that you're doing that um, that is making you keep on that weight or possibly even putting on more weight. And if you're going to maintain that lifestyle where you're not going to be taking off some of that weight through naturally through your own diet, through your own healthy lifestyle um, activities, as we get older, do you think that it's going to be easier to lose the weight? Do you think that you're going to become more active as you get older? Probably not. So now you're already putting yourself at more risk, you know, as you get older for other diseases just because you kept on that weight and probably will be putting on more. Um, so that's just something that you have to think about. So, I mean, it's, it is cool that they are promoting a lifestyle where you can be happy, uh, you know, um, with the things that you're doing, happy with yourself. I think that's awesome. But at the same time, you have to think about it, that the weight will probably come off. H-A-E-S, haze, the haze approach. Um, so, 
Yeah. Um, so I also wanted to talk about a little bit about um, this. Uh, it also talks about in the magazine, but I also get a very common question in the hospital um, when I'm giving out uh, diet education. And they, everybody always seems to ask me, well, what about diet soda? So what I tell them is that there are studies that show, and these studies can be found on the American Heart Association um, website. I, I, you know, I, I, I reference that place a lot. Great information on that website. But anyways, studies show that regardless of diet or regular soda, it puts you at an increase of um, heart disease. And so if you're already asking me that question probably you already have other um, comorbidities, other health issues that also put you at a higher risk of heart disease. So now you're just doubling up. Um, so best bet is to just stay away from the soda. Um, but moderation, of course, is key. And when it comes to moderation, sometimes in certain, um, you know, of course, diet needs to be individualized. And so, so depending on every person's situation. Diet uh, soda can help with weight loss, but it all depends on how you're, you're drinking the diet soda. So one of the biggest things is if you're replacing things, and it sounds very common sense, right? If you're replacing things and drinking the diet soda in its, pla- in its place, then yeah, you're, you're probably going to take in less calories, meaning that you're going to probably start losing weight if you keep it up and along with exercise, right? So if you're just using the diet soda in addition to, then once again, you're just adding more calories into your diet and possibly um, adding, packing on more weight. And so when you add more weight, we already know that that can lead to other issues. Um, so there you go. That's my take on diet soda. Can help with weight loss. Definitely if you're following up with a with a dietitian, we can incorporate if you gotta live with your diet soda, we can incorporate into that in that into your lifestyle, into your diet. Um, but if you're using it in addition to, then that's another thing. Cause now you're just still you're still whether it's diet or not, you're just adding more of those calories. So if for example, you know, you typically have the burger, fries, dessert, and then the diet soda you're still adding on those calories from the diet soda. But say you have the burger, fries, minus the dessert, and you still have the diet soda, now you're good. So, I mean, makes sense, right? All right. So that's uh, my take on the diet soda, and that's usually what I do in the hospital. So hospital setting, medical nutrition therapy. Let's go on to um, some pretty exciting news. Some exciting news uh, also personal news is that my sister is uh pregnant (laughs) yep so you know i i do work with peds i do i i dabbled a little bit did some training in the nicu the neonatal intensive care unit um and uh so i i i don't know it's just a very exciting time um as a diet uh personally but also as a dietitian you know i already printed out some material you know when it comes to medical nutrition therapy for my sister i think it's it's um it's awesome it's just awesome i'm getting lost for words so it's really cool um 
that that's happening. It's the fir- the reason why it's so exciting is because there's four of us siblings and this is the first. So it's going to be really fun. Um, and yeah, I want to keep you updated because I know sometimes they're uh, hopefully I'm get my audience is a wide variety of people and some of you might be having um, have a little bun in the oven also as well. So I want to talk a little bit uh, about um, nutrition when it comes to, you know, pre-pregnancy um, post all that stuff. Um, just add little tidbits here and there. So I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, and of course, all my information is going to be evidence-based. So definitely want to, um, start coming up with that stuff and putting that into the podcast. Anyways, look out for that. Um, but also remember, don't just take my word for it. Um, go talk to your physician about everything also as well. So, um, yeah. So once again, um, just remember the things that you eat, the things that you do, they don't just affect your health, but they can affect you, your loved ones, friends and family, and uh, possibly a new family member on the way. And eventually it can possibly affect the world. So keep that in mind. Everything in this world is interdependent. Peace. For more information on wellness, please check out my website, www.registeredfoodie.com. Thanks.